we're going to get to the Bengals <laughs> in, a in just a second. But I have this weird, this, this, this quick thought mm. on being at the game versus watching it at TV. Watching it on TV, in my opinion, See it, Tom. has only one. I don't want to skip past the shootout, by the way. But go okay. On. Well, what else, you, what else do you want to talk well, about? Well, I shootout? just. I just wanted to to congratulate both teams on getting a victory on Saturday. The, the Xavier got an actual victory, and UC got a moral victory. They came back against a against a rival opponent. And here's here's what I like about where this rivalry is headed currently between Xavier and UC. That their UC fans are complaining about the referees. They only do this when when you're the inferior team. You you know Georgia complains about Alabama when they play one another. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Tom. You start seeing this. Tom, everyone complains that the refs with Tom Brady all the time. All oh, the refs are on the side of Tom Brady. We're seeing this with the Bengals. Start seeing all oh, the Bengals are getting all the calls. That's where Xavier is in this rivalry right now. These UC fans are just like, oh, we got to beat the refs and the Muskies. And that's just, that's bad news for, for the team that's going into the Big 12. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like Xavier doesn't have a better team. Okay. I think that they do. I'm just saying that in that specific moment in that game, when I was watching it, they were on the back end of some unfortunate calls. Say what you will. I'm not taking anything away from Xavier, but. I just am not going to deny the fact that there weren't some calls that were big moments in that game. Listen, guy dribbles the ball off his foot, goes out of bounds, ball goes to the Bearcats. Instead, they don't. Ten seconds later, Fremantle hits a three. Backbreaking three a little bit, to be honest with you. I'm just saying. You got anything else to say I mean, about it? Are you back. just trying what to rub back? salt in what the wounds mean? of UC fans? What do you fans? mean backbreaking? They came, they came I'm not back. I'm going to sit here and let you rub the, I'm not going to let you rub the salt. In the wounds of UC fans. Well, I'm just glad they for. got a victory on Saturday. Moral victories count a whole lot. They're big. They're but, huge. But here's the thing. Going into conference play, if you want victory. me to be a UC stand right now, I'll start giving it to Xavier fans. Because the truth is, it all comes down to the fact that you guys want to sit here and prod and be like, oh, well, this game isn't that big of a deal. We'd well, it's rather not. Beat we UConn. win every year. We'd rather it's beat UConn w. this year. Well, then if that's the case, then, then it's not a big deal. It's so not. what do you have to look forward to? You have to look forward to what? Being an eight or a nine seed in the tournament? Maybe a 10? Maybe you get a play-in game? Or are you guys going to salt down the stretch, blow it at the end of the year, and play in the NIT and win your little NIT championship? Is that what you guys are going to do? Are you scoffing at being nationally invited champions that's what that's are what xavier fans, xavier fans are are they crack me up sometimes because you stand on this hill and you act like the uc game is it a big deal and then you turn around Nobody's and act like acting it's, like it's no, not a big no, no, deal no no, 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 paul let me that's finish not and not then we turn deal. around and we make fun of uc when in the when in the reality in the last 10 years that i've been watching xavier and uc are nowhere to be found when it comes to mattering the most in the sweet 16. So what's it matter? How many times? How many, how many times has Xavier made the Sweet Sixteen in the past ten years? Three times. Three times. From a mid-major. What? Xavier's made the Sweet Sixteen three times in the past ten years. Three times. Three times. Eight once. Yeah, that's. When was it? In two thousand and seventeen. Twenty seventeen. They made it. Yes. Well, I stand corrected then. Yeah. Who was on as the an team? eleven seed? Trayvon Blewett. Trayvon, JP, Sean O'Mara. Tyler so they were an 11 seed. Oh, I'll, give them, I'll give them their flowers. They make the Elite Eight. I know they didn't make the Final Four. Oh, there it oh, is. There it that's, is. That's the two. UC could have UC, UC made the Final Four. Uh, I'm just not going to listen to the Xavier they talk. They were up 22. Let's be honest. That's the mean, right? They were up 22. Who's the coast football team doing? 
Oh, what was the, how was the last Final Four you played in? That's I am not going to sit here have. and listen to you, Xavier Stans, talk about how great things are when the reality is you have nothing to look forward to this year outside of making the tournament possibly and getting bounced that's in the first weekend. And that's fine. But what well, my point is, is act like this game's a big deal before I, the game starts. When we win every year, what's it matter? I mean, it's just we win every year. Why <laughs> do we right. care about it? I mean, we're we'll, starting we'll to see look how for this new all, We'll see how this all turns out in about four or five years. When, 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 you know what? When, when the streak's had, at eight I will row? say this. I would love it. I'll, my final piece on the subject, we're going to move on. I will say this. Xavier has had the benefactor of playing in a better league than UC for quite some time. They have. And when you play in a better league, you traditionally are going to get better players. Okay. How was this rivalry back in the day when Xavier was in a or when UC was in a good league? I got news for you, Xavier fans. Wait until UC gets into the best league in the best league in the country by far, in my opinion, and then they turn around and they start stacking the talent that it re, that it's required to play in that league. I just have you guys have your flowers now. Enjoy them while you can get them, and we'll see what happens in a couple more years. Well, let's let's go we'll back. Let's, let's go back to when. Zane. We're not going back any far. We're going to the 2000, next 2004 to 2012 when, you know, Xavier was in the A-10 right. and UC was in the Big East. Ah, shit. Xavier won six of eight when UC was in the better conference. Tough. Tough look at it. But, yeah, we can move on. How was the game yesterday? How was Paul well, Brown Stadium yesterday? Well, it's not Paul Brown Stadium, so get your facts right. It's Paycor Stadium. That's strike number one on someone that doesn't know what they're talking about. Number two is, is I, I have this theory now watching things live. Live, in my opinion, is a better experience. But when you yeah. leave, when you leave, you don't have a good grasp of the game as you do when you watch it on TV. I don't. That's obviously probably not breaking news. But when you leave yeah, the you, game, you just you, you don't really have the same like, oh, if this would have happened or that would have happened or this play would have happened and that play would have happened. Like, I completely forgot about the, the, the whole roughing the punter. And that's a huge call. That's a big part in the game. Yeah, was, I mean, it was, it was well warranted, but... I'm not saying it wasn't well warranted. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's just when you want to break down a game, it's such a better viewing experience on the television than it is being live. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not breaking news. But if you're... Is it safe to say that... And, am I, and I'm going to get crushed for this, possibly. Is it... I think it's better to watch sporting events on television if you can muster the fact that you can somehow get the experience that you do from a stadium of just the roars of the crowd that's the only thing you get at the stadium no that's no you're not breaking every everyone says that football is better on tv than it is in person like it is golf is the same way it is a full experience being at the stadium especially if you're a big fan then you're with your peers and you're getting excited for every play but when you watch on tv and let's call it what it is i mean you and i are i mean we don't break down football film all the time we, we don't know blocking schemes and stuff like that so sometimes we need our handheld by commentators explaining to us certain times when things are happening if you were even well, I mean, i'm not talking about commentators i'm saying like even even runs like it's hard to see it's hard to see what even happened on like the p ryan run when you're at the game right it's like oh you know you don't get the benefactor of of really being able to see the game from the vantage point of perfectly down well yeah the line. And then you get replays and, yeah. and all this certain things but i think for me the biggest thing is sometimes I, I truly do need commentators to break things down. If I was at the shootout on Saturday, I'd be wondering what the heck happened on that final play. When, they, when they're calling, right. when they call a timeout, I'd have no clue. I'd have someone need to text me what, what, what the heck's breaking it down. And the same thing happens with football all the time. I, I sit there and I wonder, oh, shoot, I need this to, to be broken down for me. 
and it's just better to see the replays. You get a better you get a better view. But man, live. I mean, does does your heart get racing every time they play Welcome to the Jungle? Do you think Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses knew how much he would change my life when he wrote the song? I will Welcome say Welcome to the Jungle. I thought that I thought that the Bengals stadium and I and I've been to a few Bengals games prior to. I I there's there's a real home field advantage to Paycor now that obviously just never was the case before. Yeah. There, well, it, you it, said it, your first your first game was last year against the Packers, right? That was your first NFL Well, game. the first game that, that I had seen from the Bengals, the first time I had seen the Packers play was when they were in Cincinnati. But I'm saying I had seen them play the Raiders when it was they, were, they weren't good. Now, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try to compare when a team's 3-10, and 10, <laughs> the atmosphere versus they mm -hmm. are now. But I just think that, that – um, you know, there was a few moments in that game yesterday where I think that the crowd made a difference. And then Chris Martin, uh, is that his name? Who, what's the, what's the oh, fan? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's Mark, Mark, Mark Walters. Walters. Mark Walters, leader of men. I thought, I thought Joe Burrow looked off yesterday in the first half, eh. seeing it live. Like, he's missing some throws. But I will say this. Joe Burrow is a gamer. Like, he, he's – Joe Burrow is one of those quarterbacks where – you just feel like he's going to find a way to make the right play at the right time when you need it the most. He steps up in the pocket, right? And he's not a scrambling quarterback. And that's why, again, we'll get down this list in a minute. I am so off on Mahomes. I'm so off on Mahomes. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the thing about Joe <laughs> is that he, he scrambles in moments in which he's looking downfield to make a play. And he did it the other day. He hit Taylor Britt, I believe. He kind of just... Sneaked out of the pocket for just a moment. Drew, the, Drew, I think, was the cornerback. And what did he not hit? Um, was it Taylor, maybe? Trent Taylor? Oh, Trent, was Taylors. it Taylor? Yeah, we have two Trents. That's why. Yeah, they Trent get, Taylor, get, Trent, Trent Irwin. Irwin, yeah, I'm sorry. So he hit, he hit Taylor um, over the middle, and it, he ended up getting down to like the four or five-yard line. I think that's when P. Ryan maybe ran it in like the next play or the couple plays after. But those are the small plays where Burrow doesn't get enough credit. Burrow... That th is well, you more did, elusive than people want to give him credit. Have for. you have so you were at the stadium? Have you gone back and watched that pass to Jamar Chase? Did, did you it live? It did was you ridiculous? Did you re recognize it in real time? How incredible that was! Yeah, Jamar so. Chase didn't even know it was coming. He literally just turned around and it just fought the seam. And the thing that you, you've mentioned, Joe Burrow seemed a little off in the first half. Mm -hmm. I have a, a different take to where I don't think he seemed off. I know he started what one for eight or something like that. I think he truly, and this is maybe just me being a super fan for Joe, but it seemed like he was trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. He had no one getting open because Jamar Chase was the only starting wide receiver that was on the field that he was trying to create separation with his throws. It seemed like he was just going a little too high on the passes because yeah. he was trying to give his I mean, his wide receiver trying to create space for his wide receiver because the wide receiver couldn't do it for himself. I think you're just yeah, being there, a stand. No, there there was four or five throws that Joe Burrow pretty much he threw it to the guy and the guy touches it, but it's just quite out he, of he missed the throw. I mean, come on, guys. Listen, no, I, I mean, we I, can I, give I, Joe I, his flowers. We can think, give Joe his flowers. I truly really think he was trying to. He was creating that separation. Guys, you yeah. you don't know he, the guys. If it's I watched T. the Higgins, game in the that's first a catch. Half. If it's T. Higgins, he, all four or five of those balls are catches. Oh, okay, that's fine. So he's give, throwing to a guy that's a foot smaller than. than you T. guys are making excuses for the guy missing some passes, and that's fine. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I, this is a Joe Burrow like hate take. I I I think Joe Burrow. Besides Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the league going right now. So you're not going to hear me talk about how Joe Burrow is, is, is not playing well. I'm just saying Burrows. in the first half, he was a little bit off. 
and he made up for it, obviously, in the second half, and he made some good plays. Are you going to sit here and act like Jamar Chase is any different than Taylor Britt when he threw that BB right in the middle of it and hit him right in the chest? No. Do like, you know who Cam Taylor Britt is? He's a cornerback. I'm sorry, not Britt. <laughs> you I keep saying the second time. I know. It's the Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. So, so Taylor. I'm just saying, like, or Irwin, for that matter. Taylor and Irwin, are, if they're running the same route as Jamar Chase was right there, there's no difference besides maybe catching the ball. Like, you can't make excuses and say he's throwing different passes because he's got different receivers. At the end of the day, Joe Burrow's he tough. Does. He's a gamer. He can make plays. And that's why the Bengals are who they are. I think they have an above-average defense. And outside of that, outside of that, we'll see how well they play in the playoffs. I'm not trying to, like, be a, a Debbie Downer on the Bengals. I'm just saying that they have a couple difference makers. And I think at the end of the day, it's number nine. It'll, it'll no, no, you're always right. Be that. You're right. Well, that's what wins in this league, and that's what's won in this league for decades now. Is when you have an elite quarterback, you put yourself in a great opportunity to win ball games. Are we on monkey off the back at this point? Yeah. So that's 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 where Joe Burrow. There was a monkey on his back. Let's call it what it was. I mean, he couldn't beat the Browns. I mean, that that poor girl's uh, wisdom teeth video a couple weeks ago said it. My dang hero can't beat the Browns. They're the worst team in the NFL. And they finally got that off. And it was a conversation that had been talked about all week. Like, are the Bengals going to lose to the Browns again? Are they going to lose to the Browns again? Sam Hubbard was saying it. The whole team. And it felt just relieved that they could do it, right? I mean, it's just that they should have been beating them for three years now. And now it just was good to see it actually happen. I thought it was a good win. I know that everybody in here besides me wants to make fun of the Browns and say they stink, et cetera, et cetera. I think the Browns are a decent team. I think the Browns are a team that can beat maybe just like half the NFL, if not over half the NFL on any given Sunday. In fact, I would say this. They're going to they win. They play a better conference. They're, they're definitely going to beat the Ravens this week. You can mark that down. Um, that's a guarantee. The only question mark would be is if the Bengals can beat Tampa, which I know everyone's going to scoff at and laugh at. But no. you, give, you give Tom Brady um, an absolute embarrassment, humiliation, and then you turn around and have to play him a week later in his home yeah. his home stadium. I don't know if that's the best spot for the Bengals. But all I could think about yesterday as the 49ers are just taking Tom Brady to the woodshed is remember like a decade ago? Chat's on my ass. We're on to Cincinnati. Um, yeah, all I could think about was Bill Belichick sitting, we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati was really good at that time, and the Pats looked bad, and the Pats, Tom Brady, just beat the dog crap out of the, the Bengals. And that's all I could think about was, man, of course the GOAT loses 42-7 to or whatever the final score was the week before the Bengals come to town. Now, the Bengals should still win this game, but, I mean, I'm never counting Tom Brady out of anything. So we're going we're gonna to sit real quiet. We're going to go down to Tampa, and hopefully they win. But one thing I do want to say about you said we got an above-average defense. I think that the difference from this year or in years past to last or this year as opposed to years past is the depth that this defense has. Everyone talked about, oh, the Bengals were, weren't healthy or were so healthy last year. That's why their defense could play well in certain times. The Bengals have lost their, their best cornerback in, in Awuzie for the past few weeks. And who steps up? Cam Taylor Britt. Eli Apple continues to play well. DJ Reader was out for four weeks, and we saw the difference maker that he can be this week. He's the best defensive player out on the field. And do you even remember DJ Reader being gone that much? I know we talked about it every week, but you never noticed a gap in the de interior defensive line's game. 
The depth of this defense is so much greater than it's been in years past. Guys continuously step up. We've got three great safeties. We're seeing Cam Taylor Britt, Scott Frost product. Praise Scott Frost. You sure Cam Taylor Britt isn't a receiver? Yeah, I'm sure. It was like three times. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna I, get on you until like the Taylor. I, it, Trent Taylor, ahead. but Cam Taylor Britt played fantastic, and I, it's so it's it gives you a sigh of relief knowing that there is depth, that there's not gonna be a death blow when one of these guys go down. The one area that I don't know if we have a whole lot of depth is is linebacker. Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson are playing very well right now. If one of them guys go down. We got I'm Marcus not sure. Bailey. That's a big thing in the NFL is, is health, though. I mean, you you can't you can't as a Bengals fan or even a fan of any team. I don't think you can sit here and be like, okay, if we get hurt at this position, we're in real real trouble because there's a lot of that in this league. I mean, the Zach reality is, is that the Bengals the Bengals are as you mentioned, they have good depth, and the truth is is that they have a defensive tackle who's an animal and reader, and that matters. You know, like most championship teams, control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And the thing that the knock, and it will continue to be a knock until completely just pounded and proven otherwise, similar to how Michigan couldn't beat Ohio State for years and years and years, until it's absolutely set in stone, not just once, but twice, until the Bengals prove that they can protect Joe Burrow when there are pass rushers, and they did yesterday. Yeah. Until they do it time and time again, that's always going to be knock on this Bengals team. That's, that's what's going to be the thing that most people are going to point to when they say, oh, the Bengals can't do this. Well, two things is, well, the first off, Zach Murray, put some respect on Aaron Donald, please. I mean, that's the second time I think you've said that DJ Reader's the best defensive tackle in football. <laughs> it's Aaron Donald until proven otherwise, and I don't think DJ Reader has proven it anything close to being as good as Aaron Donald. Secondly, you know, you mentioned that they've got to protect Joe Burrow. I, I read that Joe Burrow started taking over a lot more control of the play calls after the Ravens game. Right. And I think since the Ravens game, Joe Burrow has been sacked the least in NFL in the NFL. Yeah, something close to that. It's he, he's in like he's been sacked close to the least since that Ravens game. So over the past six weeks now, no one is protecting their quarterback as well as Joe Burrow. And he gets rid of the ball very quickly. Doesn't take a deep drop. He's changed his game a little bit. They've, but, al they've also, um, I'm not sure if you saw the same thing I did, but people are starting to realize that the offensive line splits have changed a lot. They're leaving Lyle Collins out on an island with like a mm -hmm. three. It's getting a little in-depth in into it, but the, the actual spread, like the actual sets of the linemen have changed to where Lyle is on an island more often. He's spreading out the edge rushers more. Mm -hmm. So it just... That extra split second, that extra foot that they have to take has really been the difference just because of his split. And that, that's another added factor into why they're doing so well. Like that Chiefs game, he had one one extra foot left in order to sack Burrow. Yeah. And that was the difference was yeah. Leo Collins split, sure, which is right. really in-depth there. But just thought I'd add that in there too. I, I said this last week in some space, and I – I really do believe this. I think the Bengals have gotten themselves as a franchise and as a team with this current roster that similar to the Packers in years past when I used to watch the Packers on a year-in, year-out basis, you get to the point in the season where you realize that the only thing left is the playoffs. And I'm not trying to just shrink it down to just the playoffs and that's the only thing that matters and you shouldn't have fun during the regular season, et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is, is that they have a roster that's playoff worthy. And if we go into the next offseason and, and we don't have some Please. drastic change – I'm saying Me. as a, as the as the yeah. city, okay, that's Heck fine. Yeah. Sure.
Take a little ownership. Heck listen, yeah. If he Cincinnati, goes to games. No, 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 no. Listen, if Cincinnati goes into the offseason this next year and that doesn't have a complete roster shift and there isn't some major, major changes, we need to stop with the narrative that this team is going to have a, have a you know, an off year. They're going to have a Super Bowl bust or whatever it is. They're in the same situation that the Patriots have been in the years past. The Packers have been in years past. Like it or not, the Steelers used to be in this in years past. It is what it is. You're going to win some games. You're going to lose some games. You're going to win more than you than, than you lose, and you're going to make the playoffs. Now it comes down to, in my opinion, are they going to start? Are they peaking too early? And the answer is obviously always like, oh. But I believe in that. I think the Dolphins are proof of that right now. There is a chance to where, as a team, you start playing really, really well too early, and then things start to go sour at the end of the year, and you just can't get that mojo back. Perfect example is the Bengals last year. And again, this is sort of some of that like analytical, like, oh, do you don't believe in jinxes type stuff. I, in chat, maybe, maybe tell, tell me if I'm wrong here. I really do believe that there are teams that, for whatever reason, have that magical mojo going late into the years, similar to the Phillies baseball, not trying to cross convert here, but to where you're playing your best ball at the end of the year, and that's all that really matters. That's my main focus now going forward with the Bengals is, what does the last three weeks look like going into the playoffs? And are they riding high? Yes, you'd like to win a division so you can play at home. Yeah. But I really don't think that matters quite as much as just playing decent football, period, and making sure you stay healthy. Because you're making the postseason, right? Not trying to jinx anything. No, but a 98% chance right yeah, now. We're making they'd the postseason. They'd have to lose out for the most part. And I guess the next thing would be, and this is my opinion, whatever, however it lines up, I hope the Bengals fall on the opposite side of the Bills. That's all. I'd rather play the Bills in the AFC Championship game, right, than, yeah. than to have to run through the Bills before that. Because you, you don't want to have to play the Bills and the Chiefs is what I'm getting at. You yeah, want to play yeah. just one of them. Right, yeah. No, you're you're right. You just want to play one of them. When so if there's a way to fall, fall in that line to where maybe – what's the, uh, this well, is well, me, when bad clear. on me for not knowing the AFC that well – how close are the Chiefs and the Bills in regards to being on the same side? Do we know? Uh, Casey I'd, has. I'd have so, to look that so up. So the Bills, the Bills are number one, and the Chiefs are number two currently in the standings. So that means that they wouldn't fall on the same side. Yeah. They'd be on opposite sides, which yeah. that would mean that the Bengals would have to have, have to, to hop into two. Would have to hop into two. You'd or probably the Bills. rather be on the Bills side, right? To have to no, play I the just Chiefs. don't think so. Have to play the Chiefs a fourth if, time. If the Bengals went out then that pushes the Bills down because yeah. we play the Bills and we would have the same record if the Bills just lose this game and win out. Do the Bengals have the inside track on the Ravens if they win that Week 18 game? Yes. Uh, if they, do if the they Bengals do. control their own destiny if they win out? Yes. Like, can, Will they win the AFC North if they win out? Yes. Or yes. 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 Listen, I'm telling you right now, though, right. and I'm not trying to be like – Yeah, they're even right now. So the yeah, Browns yeah. are going to beat if the they Ravens. Out, they can't miss. Yeah. Do we not think that the Browns are definitely going to beat the Ravens? No, it's not. I, I have faith Where's that they'll at? do well. I I even said it on the show that Deshaun, the the path for us to, to overcome the Ravens without having Cleveland. to beat them in 18, in week Cleveland. 18, That's good. is that Deshaun was going to have to play really bad against the Texans, start to figure it out against us, which he was, and then he's going to be finally I, I just think the something. Ravens are frauds, guys. Like, oh, I do, too. 100%. I, especially without Huntley now, like <laughs> – just forget it. It's game Huntley's hurt. Them. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. Our third string quarterback. Oh no. Yeah. And so all, all I'm getting at is that we'll see. We'll see how that all pans out. Um, I know Sir Boy is going to kill me for this take, and I and I really don't care at this point. I'll die on this hill. 
Let me preface it by saying, do I think that Mahomes is a bad quarterback? No. Do I think he's a good quarterback? Yes. Do I think he should be put on this pedestal like he continues to be put on? The answer is no. Like, the answer is no. And to be honest, how many times does this man have to play late in the ball games, make mistakes before he gets treated the same way Tony Romo got treated? The same way that Aaron Rodgers would be treated from time to time when he makes a mistake late, uh, mistake late in the games. The same way that you guys would crush Andy Dalton. Like, I'm not suggesting that 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 again. Yeah, let's not put those guys. I'm not, not trying to put, put him Dalton on the same the, pedestal yeah, as those guys. Yeah. But I want to know, and it looks like he's got this all queued up. Casey, great producing. I want to know with the national media if Pat, you swap Patrick Mahomes with what he's done in the past few weeks with 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 some of these big time quarterbacks. Would he not be treated differently? Why does he get a pass? Listen, I after you tweeted that, because I, I take offense to that, because I am a Patrick Mahomes stan, as you know. And two things about your your Patrick Mahomes hatred. First off, I looked up his his splits as opposed his career of interceptions, and he's Fourth quarter, it's pretty even. He's, he gives up just as many interceptions as the other three quarters. So just the idea that he always gives up the ball in these crucial situations seems... Are you talking about just fourth quarter? Yeah. Fourth... Are we talking about the fourth quarter when the game starts getting tight? Yeah, I know you didn't do those splits. Well, I know... I'm I... saying he did it against the Bengals. He did it yesterday. Go ahead. Run these clips, Casey. Run these clips. Well, this is... This is well, this is what I'm going to say is, Trace, you're... <laughs> hatred for this man is just taken away from the joy of football. If you love football and you watch these plays, how can this not bring you joy? I don't understand. This is something that no other quarterback does. And sure. he does this seemingly every week. And you can't find joy out of watching this man play football. Something has happened. I want to know who hurt you. Why can you not watch <laughs> this man play and not just get immense joy out of watching him play. He does just highlight after highlight of a sport that we both love so dearly. <laughs> and still, you're just like, ah, this guy, I mean, he's just a fraud. He's, I mean, can we start holding this man accountable? I mean, look at this. I, I, I'm not saying that's not a great play, but that that is what people come to, to, to expect out of Mahomes. Yeah, that's what, that's what he's known for. Okay, but you don't want to bring up the clip. Looks like you, you're the one that made these clips up, clearly. Yeah. You don't want to bring up the clip of him throwing a ball to three different defenders in, 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 in the uh, Biggles game. You don't want to bring up the clip yesterday when he gets down in the red zone again and he throws an interception to God who knows who he's throwing the ball to. You just want to show the highlights, and that's fine. Well, I wanna, that's what the national media wants you to for, see. For, and every, cool. for every play where he makes a bad play, like those interceptions that you're alluding to, he creates something glorious out of nothing. And all I'm saying is that's no not, other, not no, sustainable. It no will other not be quarterback, sustainable. No other quarterback in the league makes that play where he's a no-look, just over-his-shoulder pass. So when he makes a touchdown play like that, he gets a bye for two bad interceptions because no other quarterback in the league take. does it. Yeah, that's terrible. That's a terrible take. Why does, why does he not? When you make – look, it's, it's all about positive plays versus negative plays. And when you make a positive play that nobody else in the NFL does – an over-the-shoulder, no-look, touchdown pass for 60 yards. No one else in the league does that. He can then go yeah, by and make a negative play on the back end. All right, go, go ahead, sir, boy. I, I'll answer your question. More often than not, he is 
creating Let me positive ask you this. and winning ballgames for the Chiefs. Here's, here's my when point. he starts losing here's games for the Chiefs, nutshell. that's when it becomes a problem we can start talking about. Could you imagine if Tony Romo lost a 28-3 or what 21-3 lead against the Bengals on your home field? Could you imagine losing to the Bengals three or four times in a row, whatever it's been? And still, I could imagine Aaron Rodgers losing a 16 to nothing lead in the postseason against the Seahawks. That's what he did. Sure, yeah, if you want to sit here. But that's my point, is that you guys have the audacity to sit here and look me in the face and act like Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. You have, you have the audacity to put yeah. Mahomes in the same space, in yeah. the same space as Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. When this guy's done it for like, what, six or seven years? I'm not saying that the longevity is there. because no, he hasn't has, he, he hasn't had a chance to, to compete for longevity. I will tell and you. I'm getting out in front of it and saying you that he will not have longevity. Okay. Uh, he won't have longevity, I'm folks. telling you, from what I've seen that. for these six years is better than any other quarterback I've ever seen. I'm not even comparing Romo to Patrick. What I am trying to say, folks, is simple. He gets treated differently. He gets treated differently. For whatever reason, maybe you could sit here and say that some of the highlights that he makes are so great that you overlook the bad, bad balls that he throws at the end of the games from time to time. Okay, call it whatever you want. But a good quarterback, a great quarterback, I'll tell you right now, Tom Brady is not losing a 21-3 lead against the Bengals on his home field. Ever. Never in his life would he lose that. Ever. But you know what? Mahomes gets a pass. Mahomes gets a pass uh, against the Bengals in their last game. And, he, and no one wants to bring up the fact this guy was brought into a system under Andy Reid. He literally sat behind uh, Alex Smith, yeah. who had a couple great years, to be honest with you, with the Chiefs. Took, took the teams to the playoffs both years. Yeah, they were he the, they he were has the... Tyreek Hill as a playmaker. He has one of the all-time greats at a tight end. I'm not trying to take anything away from Mahomes, but what I am saying is he's been the benefactor of every possible advantage that you could possibly have in the NFL. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, you could say, oh, you want to laugh about Tony Romo. Okay, Tony Romo was, was you want to talk about making chicken, uh, uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit. Like, Tony Romo put him in the same regime as Patrick Mahomes, and I'd say roughly you get the same results. And you can crush me all you want. We'll see how it goes for Mahomes. Time, time will be on one of our sides. We'll leave it at that. Can I ask you a question? Has anyone had a better... Is Allen first? One, really, go ahead. Has anyone had a better first five years of their career than Patrick Mahomes? That's not what I'm trying to argue. I'm trying to argue. Okay, well, I'm just telling you. All we can do is in the in the in the classification of the all-time greats. Stop. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's until what the until the media does, and that's that's. But all we can do is watch what he's done. I mean, we haven't seen what it, what happens after the six years. What Why we're don't saying they talk is, about is Jamar Chase. His first Why don't they say five Jamar years. Jamar Chase is one of the all-time best receivers ever because that's what he's doing. Jamar Chase is, is literally the equivalent of a wide receiver as to what Patrick Mahomes is as a quarterback. He's the exact same. And if thing. Jamar and if you Jamar get, Chase does it for five years, people will start throwing him in those categories. We're in year five of Patrick Mahomes. He's 60 and 16 you, as a starter. You, okay, that's fine. So you're telling me that in two years, if Jamar Chase keeps it up, they're going to put him in the same classes as Jerry Rice. Three years. Randy Moss. Because we're in year two of Jamar Chase. We'll see. Yeah, uh, if he does this for three year, for, for five years, yes, he would be in that, he'll be in that category. I, I, I'm just waiting for someone to hold Mahomes accountable. I can't wait for all the excuses when, when, when he doesn't win again and he throws a couple uh, interceptions in the AFC Championship or whatever and... 
We'll just no, sit here I'm, and we'll act like he's the greatest just, of all time again. Just to let you know, I'm on your side, Trace. Yeah. Most of the time when they lose, it's because of Pat Mahomes' mistakes. And that, I can even pull up since he was a rookie or since his first year or whatever you want to pull up. You can go back all the way to the Rams game when that was the game of the year. The reason Josh why they Allen. lost, he fumbled the ball. Yeah. In the playoffs against the Bengals, he threw an interception late in the game. There's a, a bunch of different instances where – he is the reason why they lose. And I think that is what Trace is trying to say, is that we don't hold him accountable for the losses. Sure, it's fine that he wins. Because he, he generates wins. It's yeah, but when it matters I mean, we most. got, we got, it, it, you, you can't win this argument, Casey. Just let, we'll just let it, we'll let the tape play out. We'll let, let, me, the movie, let me ask this question. We'll let the movie continue to play. Let me finish on Sir Boy. Sir Boy has so many questions. Uh, he's asking me about Allen. Here's my thing with Josh Allen. Nobody's putting Josh Allen's name with Tom Brady's of the world. That's what pisses me off. If you haven't noticed, they're putting with Patrick Mahomes is getting put with this Tom Brady. This isn't this isn't like me sitting here trying to say Patrick Mahomes is a bad quarterback. I'm saying don't put him with the all-time greats. He doesn't deserve to be even close to that. Not even close. Okay. Don't even put him with Drew Brees. To push against the point that you guys say, like like Casey just alluded to, that every time that the Chiefs lose. It's normally because of it's, Patrick Mahomes' it, mistake. It's not every I'm not time. Dis, there's, there's, I'm not going to discount that. But I'll ask you this. Patrick Mahomes, as a starter in the regular season, is 60-16. and 16. If you put any quarterback in the NFL in the system that he has, do they have a better record than that? I mean, that's a tough, tough question because – he had one of the greatest receivers of all time and one of the greatest tight ends of all time. So I don't think I don't think I don't think they do. I mean, he's never lost more than five games in a season in a regular season. I mean, I. And that was different. last year. I mean, the I, tough thing is, is that we always compare individual achievements with team team achievements. And if you sit here and you want to, you you'll be called a hater like me. All I'm saying is the Chiefs are a damn good football team, really good, elite. Elite level football team. It just so happens they have a quarterback that can make highlight real plays from time to time. But if you put Joe Burrow on the Chiefs, you want some facts? You want some facts? Put Joe Burrow on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have more than one Super Bowl appearance, two Super Bowl appearances. They might have been in the Super Bowl every single year. Because Joe Burrow can play within a system. Joe Burrow is able to sit in a pocket and make the right read. He's able, to, and during crunch time, to throw the ball to guys in which he's supposed to throw the ball to. You know what Joe Burrow doesn't rely on? He doesn't rely on the fact that he can scramble around, run around, and throw the ball over his head. And when it, when, when it gets tough, when the, when the game gets tough, and, and, it, and, it, and it gets down to these critical moments, that's what matters the most. It doesn't matter that you, during week 12, during the regular season, you can run around with your head cut off, throw the ball over your shoulder, and you get a first down. Let's, I mean, let's not act like, like so Patrick Mahomes. Let's I mean, on. you're talking about playoff success. Like, they'd have more than, more than one or more than two playoff appearances. The Chiefs don't have Higgins or Chase. The Chiefs had Tyreek Hill, arguably one of the best wide receivers Travis Kelsey. in the last 20 years, and literally maybe one of the best tight ends ever. No one gives Travis Kelsey his props either, or his flowers, in my opinion. You know who orchestrated that late-game drive? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw in the ball. But you know who also literally went to Patrick Mahomes in the huddle and said, hey, they're running this coverage. I'm going to go sit down in this zone spot. Throw me the ball. It was Travis Kelsey. I digress. Let's move on. We're well, not gonna I, get the, fi here. The, final, the final point I want to make is let's stop discounting what Patrick Mahomes has done in the postseason. His first year as a starter, he faces, that's 2018, he faces Tom Brady. In the AFC Championship, and loses 37-31. He puts up 31 points against a great Patriots defense. 
His second year as a starter wins the Super Bowl. His third year loses to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And then last year, he did blow a 21-3 lead against the Bengals. But let's not discredit to say that he's been a wash in the postseason because he's been on. fantastic. I'm about, I'm about to discredit his one Super Bowl win. And I know I'm going to get How do you flamed. Super Bowl I'm going to get flamed for it. But the dude threw up a punt. A punt. And the 49ers couldn't come down with the interception. Are you kidding me? And Tyreek Hill takes it to the house because Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. Right. It's not because of Patrick Mahomes. He's right. But it is what it is. The beautiful thing is, chat, we all get to watch the rest of the regular season, and I can't wait. And trust me, call me a hater, call me whatever you want. I'll die on this hill. Patrick Mahomes will do what Patrick Mahomes always does. He'll find a way to make a critical mistake late in the game. And I'm just waiting for someone to hold him accountable. We'll move on. Yeah, the go final. Ahead, go, ahead, go, yeah, ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. Get in here, Paul. I just Get don't. In the ring. I just don't even understand what you're arguing. I truly don't. I'm arguing. I've been listening to you argue this point for three months, and I truly have been trying to wrap my head around what you're even trying to get at, and I can't. What I'm getting at is that if you get rid of just the pure perception of Patrick Mahomes and how he's so great and how he makes these outlandish plays from time to time, okay. sure. Sure, he throws the ball over his head from time to time, and he makes an unbelievable play. I'm not okay. taking that away from him. But what I am saying is that no one wants to criticize the man. When it comes down to crunch time, he's made mistakes multiple times. Okay. He threw two interceptions in overtime against the Bengals, dude. Eli, Eli Apple dropped an interception right in his lap. What did he do two plays later? He threw another interception. Could you imagine if Tony Romo did that, Paul? Could you imagine Joe Burrow doing that? Yeah, he'd, be he'd get crushed. He'd be crushed. But since it's Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter, I guess. He's still the greatest. Okay. That's my point. All right. All right. I don't really have. I mean, I'm very much. On, I'm very much on Reed's side of yeah, this I argument. Just, so I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. Sit the, here and, the room is split. I don't need to go very, on about we're it. We're both like, very I, passionate the about it. The room is split. The room yeah. is split, and we're passionate about it. Yeah. I think I think that shows that this is a very good debate and topic to talk about. That well, we'll, we'll watch it as it plays on, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Marriage? I don't oh, well, I just – well, Tom <laughs> I don't Tom already bring this up. Well, we were, we got we to fill it up. But the thing is, guys, <laughs> gosh, I – I, I mean, luckily, none of them watch this show because we need the chat I've, to got a, you. I've got a serious problem with I married into a family. I've, I dated Mariana for my, my wife. I've been, we've been married for a year and a half, dated her for like nine years, love her dearly. Anyone that knows me knows madly in love with her. That being said, I've got a serious problem where it seems like every time there's an important sporting event, her family plans something that I have to be at. I mean, we're going back to the Bengals postseason, first postseason game against the Raiders. I had to go to a freaking baby shower. This past weekend, I had to go to Athens to have a, a joint family Christmas, and I'm watching the Crosstown shootout. There's eight minutes to play, and what happens? They all gather around. It's white elephant time, and I'm looking at them like, there's eight minutes left, guys. It's 5 o'clock. Can we, like, do this a little later? And they're like, man, I was like, don't be an asshole. Like, let's, let's just oh. do this. So I pulled up what? on my phone. Hang on. She said uh, you were an asshole? Well, I mean, because it's not about me. And I get that. Like I'm in a I'm in a room with 20 different people, and 19 of them could care less. So yeah, I'm in the minority. I'm in the wrong to to prolong this party because whether we like it because we all like sports, 
desperately. There's other things outside of sports. And you realize that, especially when you get around my family or her family is, yeah, there's other things than sports. But, I'd like God, to, it's a serious problem that I'm dealing with here, I'd like man. to make an argument for your case. It's your what, job to know what happened. Well, that's, so you need to be able to watch the game. That's, that's right. What I said. That's, that's a good point. And that, that's and, actually what my family has said. Are you studying? Are you actually watching the games on Sunday? I should tell I'm her, not, like, I'm working right now. Can you, can you leave me alone as I'm, as I'm <laughs> sitting cracked open with a bush light cross-legged watching? Why as, are you going to baby showers? Well, it was the first baby shower in her family. So there was yeah, like 30, like, and there was all these guys that's there. A big deal. And I told her that the only way I will go is if I don't have to partake in anything, I can be in my own room. And, 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 and then at that point, <laughs> and, and then it's at that point, it's like, why can't I just go somewhere else and watch this exactly. game? Like, I'm not even a part of this whole, this whole ordeal. It's so frustrating. And I'm starting, they, they're starting to like get on my case a little bit like, oh, you got, you're addicted to sports. You always are watching sports, <laughs> all these things. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's, man, it sucks is bad. Well, it's just like, that. listen, there's like 19 events all year, sporting events this that, is I, a lie. Go ahead. that I have to sit down and watch. It's every Bengals game. Yep. I have to sit down and watch. I, I, to be honest, if there's big college football games, you know what? I'll, I'll do stuff. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge college football fan, as, we, as we've debated on here before. But every NFL game, I need to be sitting down and watching the Bengals game. Crosstown shootout, I need to sit down and watch it. Opening day for the, for the Cubs or any postseason game, I need to sit down and watch it. That hasn't happened in a few years, so lucky for them. But I need – they need to stop planning stuff on Sunday. And the worst part is – I don't know if they do it on purpose, but it just seems the timing is always terrible. We've got something to do at 1 p.m. when the Bengals play at 1. We've got something to do at 4 p.m. when the Bengals play at 4. The timing is terrible. And I, I'm i lucky because I think there might have been a breakthrough. We, we leave from Athens. That's where we watched it. I think I, I, think I did something good because I was in Athens on Joe Burrow's birthday. So that was nice. True. Yeah. So we left at 9 a.m. so we could get back in time to watch the Bengals game. And we're sitting down watching, and the Bengals start taking the lead. And, you know, they're playing Welcome to the Jungle. I'm getting excited. I get pumped up. And Mariana's kind of getting into the game, and she looks at me and goes, Reed, why don't we go down to, like, you know, downtown Cincinnati or, like, go to these games every once in a while? I look at her like, "Hun, I would love to do that every freaking Sunday. That's what I want to do every Sunday is go and watch this around – other Bengals fans, at least let me go to the Avenue. I mean, come on here. Why are we always have plans? But luckily, we've got a breakthrough. We're starting to look at Monday Night Football tickets, so we got that going. Gosh. Whew. Do you think maybe there was, a, there was a moment there where she realized that, 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 that it was a little unfair for you? I think that there was a moment to where she, I don't ask for a whole lot. And our, I don't ever complain. That's that's. She always says this is her, her favorite thing about me is I never complain. I just do do whatever she tells me to do. <laughs> and I think she realized that I'm breaking through that. Like, oh, these Bengals games mean a heck of a lot there to read. Maybe I should just let him do what he wants on these Sundays during the Bengals games. But gosh. So Reed, I kind of sympathize with you because I thought I I thought I had cooked my goose yesterday. When I go to my girlfriend's place, they don't have cable. They, and oh. they don't even have they don't even have the basic cable. Oh. Like all they get is ABC, which doesn't do any NFL games. Yeah. There was a huge family party yesterday. Couldn't yeah. miss it, right? 
And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, I have a Paramount Plus stream. Like, I can at least be 30 seconds behind, but the internet's kind of spotty where they are. Then Lizzie lays it on me. No, it's actually at my brother's house, and CBS is the one basic cable channel that they yes. got. Yes. Disaster avoided. I just posted up over in the corner. It's great. There were like two or three other of us that were just watching hold, the game. Hold on, hold on. Disaster avoided. And it was a great time. You, you, it was so, a great time. Like, I really enjoyed it. We could all be a family together. So you know what's the worst part about being in oh, – go ahead, Casey. I, I'm sorry. The, sorry. I'm, I'm still trying to get over the fact that – her grandparents only have one ABC, and your brother-in-law or your brother—they all just stream. only have one. They all stream, but the problem is that then I have to bring my laptop That's and right, do the HDMI, and it becomes a whole deal. deal. <laughs> I've done it, and I will do it. I don't miss a game, but sometimes it's I'm I'm glad that I'm marrying into a family that's all about sports. I mean, it's, like it's it's something, Casey. It really is. Like, I I really genuinely can't believe. That 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 your guys' situation is this dire. I, I I've married into a family that doesn't know anything about sports, and maybe it's just my hard-headedness. Maybe it's my lack of of, of uh, would it be sympathy or empathy? I'm not sure which one it is. I always get those mixed up and wrong, anyways. But I just don't care what it looks like and how I'm perceived whenever I'm at somewhere that requires me to watch sports. If I have to pull it up on my phone and sit by myself. And, and, and literally just not talk to anybody, I do that. So you always – but you guys are talking about not having the game. You guys have you guys have YouTube TV. No, that's what I'm saying. My girlfriend, You guys have a phone. My girlfriend's family is very good about, like, knowing that I have to watch every game. Like, they know that a Bengals game or a Xavier game or, a, like, a big college basketball yeah. game is going on. Like, I'm checked out. And they very much understand that. So that's maybe where you and I differ. Well, on like that the, the problem is, is like there's often things that I, that need active participation from me, like a white elephant thing. Oh yeah. And it actually got to the point where I'm watching this game on my phone in this white elephant party, oh. and you know how it is. There's steals and everything like that. And every time someone would steal my present, so I would go up and I'd pick one of the good presents, and then two seconds later we're in the we're in crunch time and people are stealing my presents and I need to participate. So I got to the point. Where I just took the worst present. Someone stole my <laughs> present. I took the worst <laughs> present and just punted for the rest of the thing. So I went home with just something that, that no one wanted. And I was like, all right, I, I just need peace for these final three minutes of this game. It's That's good strategy right there. You know, you know, honestly, what the worst part, not the worst part about this situation is, is when I do finally get to watch it with these people with, with her family who doesn't watch a, a whole lot of the games. Is then having to explain. They're asking all these questions oh, like, oh, uh, oh, you're like, what oh, happened there? Oh, There's a flag no. thrown. What happened there? And I'm like, just watch. They'll say it's a holding. Well, oh. what? Now, now it's a defensive holding. How does that? So then you got to be like, yeah, this is this is what's going to happen. And then they start giving opinions about the game, and you're just like. Just, just cheer or boo. Just cheer or boo when something good or bad happens. So, That's all I need out Sir Boy makes a great point. What are we, What are you going to do about Christmas Eve? Ooh, so I've already looked at this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, Her family, very, very, very Catholic. And I appreciate about that family. I mean, we normally we go to church most Sundays. But a big thing is Christmas Eve Mass. It's a big what to do. The Bengals play at 1 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Mass is at 4.30. Oh, oh no. You got to get there early too, because it's Christmas Eve. It is, yeah. I mean, you can't, is, you can't be showing up four thirty-five like first reading. You got to be there early. Not good. No, no. This isn't a, this isn't a good situation that we find ourselves in. 
This isn't a good situation. So I'm going to have to figure I'm out. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest about that one. That's the one. Now, you, you should have not been punting on the rest of these. I will say, you should have been a hard line in the sand. I'm watching this game. You guys want to call me an asshole? Call me an <laughs> asshole. I don't care. I will sit over here in this corner on my phone and watch this game. You guys can play your white elephant game. Tell me what I get at the end. You punt on the Christmas thing. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you, I've got, I've, I mean, there's. You, you do not want to try to get yourself in a situation where you appear, even appear, to be valuing football over the Lord in that situation with that type of family. You just don't, you move on. The Bengals are going to make the postseason, draw the hard line in the sand during the playoff games, and then we, well, we, we got a punt on that. Well, here's the, here's the good thing. So the guy at St. Joe's Church that where we go, Every Sunday, the guy who passes out the, the, the pamphlets and the flyers on, on the mass ordeal, he's wearing a Joe Burrow jersey at mass, handing out the thing. So I'm hoping that he's, he's, <laughs> he's got his phone and I can just stay real close to him during the beginning of mass so I can watch it. But How funny would it be is if you got there early as you possibly can and you get there and there's nothing but just people lined out the door with Joe Burrow and right. Joe Mixon jerseys on. Just, That'd be funny. <laughs> just, be just, just a bunch of people that are trying to do the same thing you are. Yes, it is. Yeah, Boom shock a lock. It makes up a good point. Maybe I just punt for, for St. Pete's Midnight Mass. But pray. <laughs> pray. Oh, well. Yeah, let's get to lunch. Let's get to lunch. Oh, chat. That was need fun, some, chat. Need some suggestions. Uh, Something quick. McDonald's. Wendy's. I don't care. All eight up. All eight up. Can we just yep. go to all eight up? Let's just go to all Let's eight up. Let's just go to all eight Everett, up. Everett's a big politics guy. You ever notice that? Yes. My man, my man, Tom, my man Tom has any hint of politics in him, and Everett is, is all <laughs> over it, man. He's all over it. Now he's on the religion. <laughs> Everett just wants controversy. He does. I like, for, I like what Everett's about. He's looking for it. Yeah, we're not going to go to wheel lunch. We're just going to do We're just going to go to all eight up. All eight up today. What? Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Who did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have some breaking news. And I don't know Ooh. if you guys saw oh, this. Oh, man. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. We but got duped. Oh, Big we time. did get duped. We did get duped. We Tom Brady duped. is not dating that fine woman that we put up on the Instagram from the other what? day. What? She played us. Yeah. Like a fiddle. Yeah. Oh, that was a we lie, a scam. We got duped. Scam of the day. Scam of the day. But that was a scam of the Hold day. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. She. Yes. Wait. She made it seem. I mean, she was putting up pictures. She's scam never talked the about the NFL scam ever on her the Instagram day. page. And all of a sudden, dun, dun, she's talking dun, about how much dun, she dun, loves Tom Brady. Scam of the day. I just played scam of the day. And you just <laughs> talked all over it. So. Yeah, it's because we don't have. We need to figure out how we can hear the program. You know, that'd be nice. That would be nice. So, so, or, or at least just the sound effects. We'll, we'll figure it out. We got duped. That's. Just I a, think it showed. It Everett. showed on Sunday. Everett. <laughs> it showed. It showed. <laughs> Everett, Everett, your friends are not mad that you told them about it. No, I can tell you, you that right now. You did not lose any. You did not lose any credibility as a friend for 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 spreading that false rumor. I will say this: it showed up on Sunday, right? I mean, we thought Tom Brady was back. Turns out he wasn't back. Dan Patrick. How did we find this out? Was it like, was this uh, obviously got big enough I get, to where Yeah, it was on TikTok last night. I guess we, we we overreached by just assuming that she was Tom Brady's girlfriend because she was, she was like riding shotgun in a car that Tom Brady drives, a similar car, and then all of a sudden she hadn't been talking about the NFL for her entire Instagram career. And all of a sudden she's at the game sitting with people that Tom Brady works with. 
And what a wild move by her. Now, that was the all-time marketing move by her. Yeah, oh, it was. She gained like, what was it, 80 some thousand followers in like two days? I mean, incredible move. Nicholas Street Mouse. Now, I, will, I will say, like, it's not. <laughs> what'd you say? I said Nicholas Street Mouse being one of them. <laughs> so I followed. I had to follow the button. Are you kidding me? Had to, you had to stay updated on the story. Uh, it's not, it's not like Tom or whatever her, her nice name was. Reed doesn't let Veronica Reed doesn't let any family relationships get in the way of him following games No, and or getting in the way of his job. Nope. (laughs) Well, well documented, but, uh, man, it's not like either one of them denied it. We just did TikTok. Just did some some digging and some investigating. Well, I, I I mean, if you're Tom, why would you deny that? That's, Tom follows her too. Tom doesn't follow like yeah. Tom. That that was a big thing on Instagram. Like Tom's following this girl. Who cares? I can't wait to get in Tom's DMs this weekend. <laughs> what a coward by Deshaun Watson not opening up his DMs. By the way, yeah. if you aren't following Reed on Twitter, he 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 has some slight moments of of, of hilarity, and. Um, <laughs> There are a few things that Reed does that it's funny. You got to sift through a lot of the fat <laughs> to get to the prime. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of swing and misses on Reed's account. Do he doesn't swing and miss on this. Reed, Reed, Reed has a pastime. We're going to put it in a book, by the way. You thought I was joking? <laughs> I'm going to go get one of those books that you can buy off like Shutterfly or something where you can just upload a bunch of images. Yeah. I'm just going to screenshot all these images that you've made over the years past, and we're going to put them in a book at the year end. Hell, we might even we might even make it like a – Make it like a year-end book sale or something. Yeah. And Reed DMs the starting quarterback for the opposing team that the Bengals play. And you usually have pretty something funny to say. I don't know. Can you can you pull up one of them? Uh, yeah, let me try to pull it up. He's going to try to pull up one of them. I mean, these are these are, these are are elite tweets, man. Well, thanks. I really do. I mean, you don't get enough traction on this. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Twitter, I got to get more Twitter spaces because after bombarding <laughs> the Xavier Twitter space <laughs> yeah. on, on Saturday or Friday night – I got like 12 to 15 new followers, all Xavier accounts, just trolling people in there. Yeah, you did. You put on a great performance. Sir, boy, what are you talking about? My profile picture, I believe, is the national championship game last year. I don't know what you're right. talking about. Here's, talking about something else. Let what me, are you talking about? Let me, uh, this is the most – this is the Deshaun Watson? Yeah, this is from last, this last Sunday, right? Screen them both in. The chat is anxious. There it is. This is beautiful. This is. It always ends with the the welcome to the jungle YouTube clip. That's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, you always end it with that. And you (laughs) sometimes I call it the Thunderdome. I often say that you're in the jungle, baby. You're gonna die because that's the lyrics of the song. But yeah, have fun. Deshaun Watson. I mean, what kind of a man closes his DMs? A man who's got something to hide. He's got a lot to hide. Deshaun Watson, not fooling anyone. Coward. Coward. All right, let's close this show. Thanks, guys. All right. All right, what do we got for the wheel of lunch? Are we doing lunch? We're going all eight up. We're just going to go to all eight up. Okay. That's fair. That's get, get the lunch special. Get a calzone. Whole nine yards. We'll Cal- be back Wednesday. Not, not what we'll talk picky, about. Not we too picky know. Thursday. We're going to do the whole bowl preview. You and I are going to pick every game on Thursday. Oh, every game. Oh, we're going to yes. do a, we're going to do nice. a bowl challenge on Thursday. Hell yeah. Make All a right. huge parlay. Every game. Yeah. We're oh, we're taking every game. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. This has been yeah. Box Lunch. See you on Wednesday. See ya.